Today's episode is brought to you by Leftover Valentine's Day Chocolate. Gorge yourself on the candies of unrequited love and soul-crushing loneliness. Forged in the depths of the eternal abyss, satiate your hunger for the tears of man and please the elder gods. Leftover Valentine's Day chocolate. Enjoy it before the old ones return to feast upon our flesh. Now, 80% off. I mean, we talk about food a lot. That's fair. We talk about weird clothes a lot and trends. That's fair. But like fair is also sometimes food. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they had good they had good fare. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean maybe you have uh, a position on this then and, and would consider it good fare. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, there's a... I mean, okay. I, this doesn't really happen in Canada. Like, we have KFC here. Okay. But we don't get a lot of promotional things. But apparently, um, the, KFC is doing this new promotion mm-hmm. with uh, Crocs. Okay. Two things that don't really necessarily coincide. They're making croc shoes, the slipper, like the sandal things, whatever, the slip-ons, right. if you will. I'm not entirely sure what they're designated as a shoe. Yeah. That are KFC themed. What does that mean? Do um, they look like the Colonel's shoes? <laughs> are they just like fancy <laughs> Colonel shoes? I, no. No, it's it's more chickeny than that. <laughs> maybe he just wears like giant chicken slippers or something. Yeah. These are Crocs that have like fried chicken print on them. Imagine you could have shoes with like camo print or like something, some random kitschy thing. These are chicken print shoes. That feels so early two thousand. It does. <laughs> like. Like some and, weird, ugly and thing. And even then, it was ugly. Yeah, you it's know? probably on purpose. You think they were, like, ugly on purpose? I think so. Okay. But uh, but people will buy these things. Yeah. Because it's a promotion, and it's I kitschy. mean, people buy Yeezys, so... <laughs> that's... People buy Crocs. It's fair, but at least Crocs are comfortable. Com- that's true, that's true. But they wear them a lot. Okay. I'm judging. I'm judging a little bit. But some bit. Crocs don't look like the, you know, the now, classic Croc. Now they have like fancy Crocs. Yeah. And like dress Crocs. But these stuff. these aren't fancy. Crocs. No, these are the regular Crocs. These are Croc originals. <laughs> OG Crocs. Yeah. Crocs a shit. <laughs> they. Yeah, they have the the chicken print on them, and they have like a little charm. Chicken print. <laughs> Not, they have a charm. They have a chicken. A, a Is it drum, a drumstick? A drumstick charm. Oh, that's glorious. On the on the front. I'm back in. Top of the shoe. Yeah. It looks very like it. It's really realistic, as yeah. far as like the drumstick know. charm or the, just like the shoe print. The drumstick charm. Oh. It looks like an actual drumstick. Oh, how like, big is it? Um, it's small. Like, I wouldn't say it's as big as a regular drumstick, but it looks like a mini one. Like, oh, okay. So, like, the size of, like, a wing drumstick, like when you have chicken wings, or, like, smaller? 
Yeah, about that, I would say that. Okay, interesting. And it's breaded, it's fully breaded. But here's the... It's fully breaded. It's fully breaded. It comes fully breaded. <laughs> you know, all, the, all the fixins. Here's the fun part, though, because that isn't weird enough. They Please don't sm- tell me... Th- I was just going to say, don't tell me they smell. They smell like fried chicken. Why would you... Why... <laughs> wi- who thought... I mean, when you take your shoes off... It what? smells like feet yeah. and fried chicken. I'm sure that I'm sure the scent probably wears off eventually. Like it's there's no way that but it lasts. And imagine putting that. Where do you house those those slippers, those shoes? Like where do you where do you keep them? Because they would just stink everything up. You you that's open your fair. closet and it just smells like but fried I mean, chicken. You don't keep your fried chicken in the would closet. Would it be that strong though, or is it going to be more like a scratch? You and have sniff to keep thing. them in the in the fridge. What, just like every time you like rub your your shoe against like the back of your calf to scratch your calf, it like suddenly like, oh, fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Who is frying a chicken in I this like bus shelter? I feel like that'd shelter? be an extra feature. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but then you're driving. Let's say you're in your car mm-hmm. and somebody has somebody has the chicken crocs, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and the, the, oh, is it KFC, Kentucky Fried Crocs? Maybe. If they don't do go. that, I'm going to be deeply confused. There you go. Somebody has the KFCs on. That's potential on, right there. And then your car just reeks like... The Chick- smell of food <laughs> in a car is already gross to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because it lingers. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, to have that around you all the time... You know, like, when you smell something and it's like, oh, that's nice. But then, like, it's around you too long and you're like, okay, I'm done. I want know how you manufacture that scent on something that isn't fried chicken yeah that is a very specific smell somebody contact how it's made and get them to do an episode on uh scented things not just crocs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i'm assuming there's other scented crocs but like scented markers yeah how you how you get the smell here's the difference between is it a coating I don't know. Is but it spray on? <laughs> probably. Has like a little sachet inside that has like scented <laughs> beans or something. It's just like the the um the breading. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's, it's just breading. on there. It's like a little pouch of breading. I mean, when you think of scented things, yeah, like usually it's kind of a more standard smell. Like it'll be like grapes, yeah, or like flowers, yeah, or some something like a singular thing. It's never a the, scent of of cooked food. But the process has got to be the same. It's not like cake. There was a It's like strawberry. There was a book, a kids book <laughs> that was out when we were kids. That was a scratch and sniff book. Yeah. And it had all sorts of different smells. And one of the smells was the smell of vomit. Cuz there was like nice smells and there was bad was smells in there. Right? It's like the jelly beans, right? And so a f- friend of mine, mm-hmm. well it's like this kid that my baby that my sister babysat. Mhm. He was sort of a friend. I, I sort of know him. Okay. Knew him, whatever. Irrelevant. The point is, he had this book. Mm. A couple other friends had this book, but he had this book, and he smelled the vomit one, and it caused him to actually vomit. Oh, that's fun. So, like, I'm assuming <laughs> it was authentic, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, that. that's a similar idea, where it's just like, that's not a typical, like, smell that you would, uh, you know, put on something. However, they were able to do it for this book and that was like in the 90s okay maybe they have a fried chicken one then yeah it's just funny yeah I I feel like the smell would get oppressive who wants after a while who wants scented shoes 
No one asked for. I mean, unless it smells like Febreze or something. That I could get well, behind. Well, then it's like a self-scenting shoe so you don't get the foot smell. Exactly. Why doesn't that exist? Did we just invent something that now somebody else is going to steal and we could have made the money off of it? Probably. Probably. That happens frequently on this show. But that is a way better idea. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you just have something that smells nice? Okay. Scented shoes. But this is for KFC. And... and what else would it be? They're not going to be like, let's just make Febreze shoot. That has nothing to do with chicken. But why? <laughs> but my, yeah, what I'm going to is like, why would you ever even think this is a good idea? If they haven't made Febreze shoes yet, why are we starting with the KFC yeah, shoe? With chicken shoes. <laughs> chicken shoes. Oh, you got that chicken feet, you know? I think, pe- I think people will go for it as a kitsch thing. It probably comes in some kind of packaging so you don't have to take it off of like, it'll like protect the chicken part. Yeah. So it doesn't smell because you know, like once you remove it, maybe it actually starts to, it yeah. activates like it the and then it eventually wears out. Yeah. yeah. So maybe they would just kind of keep it protected as like a collector's thing. Yeah. And not, you know, remove the chicken this, seal. This does feel like a <laughs> chicken seal. <laughs> The chicken gate. Um, yeah, no, it feels like a collector's item. You know, something yeah. something that is not necessarily meant to be enjoyed in the normal way that you would enjoy a pair of Crocs or shoes. But you know what else is supposed to be a collector's item soon? Episode 177 of Weird With You. It's a little bit sad. <laughs> hey, I'm making a funny. Uh, this is a podcast where we discuss a weird topic of conversation for your amusement every other Wednesday. My name is Santiago. Joining me today is my regular co-host, celebrity puppet proctologist, Justine. What? Celebrity puppet proctologist, Justine. I mean, in the vein of puppets. Tell us about puppets' veins. Okay. Puppet veins. Yeah. There's veins in the proctal region. You know? You're a puppet proctologist, but not a regular puppet proctologist. You're a proctologist of celebrity puppets. So, like, I mean, I know uh, puppet uh, doctor confidentiality, but, like, who are some puppets that you've worked with before? I mean, I don't want to name names. Okay, so get, get around the name. Just give us a description. You know, we can guess. Patient. Uh, yeah, puppet, puppet, doctor, confidentiality. Yes, yes. Yeah. Puppet Guild of North America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've worked with some, some Muppets. Okay. That you know of. Are there are there any uh, large flightless beings? that uh you've 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 worked with before uh yeah 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 okay. you could say that okay there's a you know there's there's a need in that field that you'd be surprised actually wouldn't be surprised well, given it, the kind of works work that puppets do that's true that's true there's a lot of stuff that goes up in there's there. a lot of therapy going on yeah you know like counseling But I mean, a lot goes in there. So like, you gotta... The irony of the puppet life is that a puppet can... <laughs> Tell me about the irony of the puppet life. <laughs> is that a puppet cannot live unless it is being puppeted. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, you need one for the other to exist. Yes. So the puppets need to be able to sort of reconcile that part of their their being right. and existence in order to sort of keep going 
and do their their puppeting and you know be be alive and magical yeah. to be animate in their in a magical sort of way that only puppets can be yes otherwise we wouldn't have them right so i i deal with that mm-hmm. in a psychological sense absolutely in as a doctor as a medical doctor yes um and the you know many of the puppets come to me actually i'm the only one i'm the preeminent <laughs> yeah puppet proctologist puppet proctologist yeah and really only celebrity puppets can afford you so yeah that's yeah. where the the kind of the claim to fame comes from but it, mm-hmm. it, it is a uh an expensive uh, you know like i don't yeah. work with lady ham i work with miss piggy there you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's that, that's true. Yeah, don't work with them. Don't worry. Things exist for them too. Yeah, yeah. But the ones who are very popular, you know, they need more support. That's it's in their it's in their contracts, and it's 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 a stipulation as being part of the Puppet Guild of North America. Right. So, yeah, it's something that I I can't get into the specifics about mm-hmm. because humans just would not understand. Makes sense. But. Um, yeah yeah so so what kind of um i mean like what does a puppet proctologist what's it let's what's a day in the life of a puppet proctologist <laughs> i imagine there's a lot of <laughs> i imagine there's a lot of orifices involved there are many orifices there's examining mm-hmm. i do a lot of examinations right um there's a there's you know physio going on yeah for the puppets. Physio. Yeah. Physio. Yeah. Keep everything limber. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We, we, we actually have a workout program for them. Breathing exercises. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Breathing, squats, the like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Things that, you know, keep them. Yeah. You got to strengthen yeah. those, those, uh, muscles. Those glute muscles. Yeah. Uh, puppet kegels. Puppet <laughs> kegels. It's important. Yep. But I imagine that uh, for puppet... very specific anatomies. Yeah. Well, I imagine for puppet health, it's, mm. it's very important. You want mm. to make sure that those puppets are, are taken care of, mm-hmm. right? Um, that uh, the puppet practitioners are mm. uh, being safe, <laughs> right? They're using the appropriate protection mm-hmm. so as not to transmit anything from puppet to puppet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, imp- it's important. Mm-hmm. Safety... Uh, well, I know hands are very germy. Exactly. We got to, you know, keep it, keep clean. Yeah. yeah. Germ free. Yeah. Wear the, wear the right type of gloves. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. That's... And there has to be, nobody talks about the bond between the puppet and the, and the puppet master, the puppeteer. Yeah. Like, we don't call them puppet. Ma- I mean, some. That only with the string ones. Yeah. <laughs> that, but those don't really get used anymore. But it also like, it's, it's a. Different uh, type of puppet. There's <laughs> puppet BDSM is a very it, it's just like human BDSM and that like consent is important, right? So mm-hmm. like if the puppeteer and the puppet are in a puppet master and uh, puppet sub um, kind sub of relationship, <laughs> right? Then they uh, they then that's okay. But otherwise, puppets generally don't like the term puppet master because it takes away their autonomy. Yes. Right? Yes. Exactly. So it's it's just it's puppet and puppeteer, right. puppetee perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a great there's a great deal of bonding that goes into it. Mm-hmm. Well, trust, right? And trust relationship, right? 
Um, you know, the, the, the puppeteer has a great understanding of puppet anatomy. They are mm-hmm. trained to work with puppets. It's not just, you know, somebody decides one day, yeah, I'm going to be a puppeteer. It's not like that. It's somebody yeah. who's trained for a very long time. It's as though, like, it's the difference between, like, maybe a vet and a doctor. Like, a, a vet knows animal anatomy. A puppeteer right. knows, you know, puppet anatomy. They know yeah. how to work with them. They they take care of them. They're, they they form a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are bonded for life, usually. Yeah. You will not see a new puppeteer with a, a certain puppet. Unless the puppeteer passes away, yeah, which is, then, which has happened before in the industries, yes. right? And then a new mm-hmm. uh, puppeteer comes in. But for some time before that, unless it's a, like a sudden death, mm-hmm. um, there's the new puppeteer goes through like a a, a, training. Uh, a training, you know, like uh, in passing in, of the baton, yeah, uh, in the, a way of the baton. <laughs> um, but there's a uh, you know you know like a prisoner of Azkaban when like. Harry has to like bow to the hippogriff mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole there's ritual. Yeah, there's there's kind of like a ritualistic aspect involved, but there is also like it's just time spent. And sometimes a puppeteer isn't necessarily compatible uh, yep, with yep. The, with the puppet, and so there is a trial period. Yeah, there, I mean the puppet knows that the puppeteer is the reason for it for its being, mm-hmm. and so it it understands and tries to meet them halfway. Yeah. I've talked to many puppets about this and they they understand and they they work hard to forge relationships with puppeteers in the industry. Yeah. So so when a puppet comes in for for a checkup, they come in with their with their puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Clearly, mm-hmm. right? And then then you you see both of them. You 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 specialize in working with the mm-hmm. puppet, but also because the puppeteer has a, a, such an intimate understanding, shall we say, of the puppet's anatomy, yeah. they're also able to to kind of pitch in and, and mm-hmm. explain like, well, you know, like something felt different this time, or mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. Uh, and so that could that could be an indicator of if there's anything that needs to be looked at as well. If my if my understanding of yeah. of your profession is is correct. Yes, yes. And interestingly, we don't know. Th- well, I mean, people, I know this about puppets, but people don't know this about puppets. They have no internal organs. Right. So that's what allows them to be puppeted. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, to that end, they do not need to eat. They do not need to do the same things as a biological being. Right. Uh, they they really don't feel pain or any such way. Like, they don't really feel things tangibly so much yeah they can they can feel it's very the subtle idea of pain, the idea right but, but only if the puppeteer is skilled enough to give them that but life, here's the thing right? here's the thing right the the interaction between the puppet and the puppeteer mm. is an extension of the puppeteer's essence their soul right when they use the puppet they are in effect Placing part of themselves into that puppet, and that's why it's able they're, to come I, alive. Some would say they're literally placing part of themselves yes, inside yes, that Yes, yes, and that's, and that's what how the come puppet alive. comes to life. Yeah. So if the puppet feels anything, it's thanks to the puppeteer. So they're bonded, almost like an avatar yeah. with the braids or whatever, yeah. the hair thing. But they're also separate. But they're also separate. Yeah. Interesting. It's a very intimate relationship. It needs to be... Uh, managed it needs to be you know 
dealt with. It needs to be talked about. So it's yeah. it's a it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a very interesting world. Practice safe puppeteering. If you're new to the show, it's simple. Each week, Justine and I. <laughs> no, not for so long. Uh, so each episode, Justine and I find an interesting topic of conversation, like puppet proctology, and discuss it in our own weird way. If you like that, you can check us out on podcasting services around the globe. Weird With You is also a proud member of the Podfix Network. You can listen to our show and others like it by visiting podfixnetwork.wordpress.com. And you can always keep up with our shenanigans by following us on Instagram and Twitter at weird underscore with you or by sending us an email to weird with you at gmail.com a real email address where you can suggest your own weird topics for the show or ask us questions and we will put them in the random topic generator how many topics do we have in the random topic generator at this time currently we have six questions pick a number between one and six Three. The magic number is three. What is the third question? Number three. Mm -hmm. Your ship is caught in a storm. Okay. And you wash up on a desert island. Right. And and won't be rescued for a full year. Okay. What do you do? How do you survive? What kinds of things do you build to overcome your situation? Okay, our ship is in a storm. Mm-hmm. We're stranded on a desert island. Mm-hmm. We're there for a year. Yeah, like a before, castaway situation. Before help arrives. What do we do? How do we survive? First, you bring a volleyball. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, like, volleyball or volleyball-like uh, thing. A volleyball is best. The texture of the volleyball... Mm-hmm. out of all the balls is the most similar to human flesh yeah it's soft but not too soft the the the, the kind of material is is just right it's the, it's really the closest of the balls to, to, to human flesh mm-hmm. um, so you need a volleyball another ball will do in a pinch but like a basketball it's just it doesn't have the right you won't get the same comfort it's too firm from the companionship of a basketball Mm-hmm. as you would to a volleyball. And it, it, like I said, it mostly comes down to texture. So that is key. If you can, you want a volleyball. Yeah. For sure. Now, is this what we would take to serve, what we would do to survive? Or is it, or do you want to take this as like what our recommendations are for survival? I mean, I feel like it's a bit of both. Okay, okay. We should be taking our own advice on this. Okay, okay. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll say what our advice is to others. But also, based on that, that's what we would do, right? So, what uh, what we, we wash up on shore, right? First thing we do, look for a volleyball. Yes. Okay. Uh, every ship's got one. Multiples, right? Just in case. It's part of the, the survival kit. So, if we can mm-hmm. locate the volleyball, that's the most important thing. Uh, what's, the, what's the next thing that we're, that we're doing on this desert island? I mean, I feel like the most important thing is finding shelter or creating shelter of some kind. Because right. Because exposure is going to be the thing that, that, gets, that gets you first. Mm-hmm. But you also want to be careful, right? Because, like, the foliage could be dangerous. Okay. You know, like, the, 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 the flora could, mm-hmm. be, uh, 
could be poisonous. There could That's be true. there could be creatures in there. You never know, right? Sand, sand is hot, right? So you need to hear me out. Okay. Sand. You you wet the sand mm-hmm. so it cools down. You right. build a giant sand castle. Right. Sand castles known for their sturdiness. Technically, like I would think it would keep you cool in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, yeah, they're they're known for their sturdiness, mm-hmm. um, for for their structural integrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a castle. It's not like a sand pile. It's a, it's a sand castle. No, no, it's got you know walls, buttresses, walls and yeah. buttresses, yeah, doors, that kind of thing. Archways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you throw a bit of architecture know-how into there, mm-hmm. right? As one does. As one does. So you, you need to make sure that you have, you know, like if you're building a standard door, you need a lintel. Yeah. You just need one. Otherwise, the whole thing collapses. And if you're not using a lintel, if you're going a little bit, you know, more intense, that's when you can get into your fancy archways and stuff. But for the novice, a lintel is, is, is going to be sufficient uh, to get you by, right? Now, for the sandcastle, lintel doesn't have to be made of sand. You know, if you're an expert, it can be, but you can also grab a piece of like tree bark or, or something to, to fashion a lintel that's going to keep the doorway from collapsing. So that that's that's important. That's important. I like this idea of the sandcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, what other materials do we have? Like what, what else could we build shelter from? Like, uh, could we could we somehow like? It depends. Like, on, well, if you're on a, a deserted island, I'm gonna yeah. assume it's a tropical island, and not oh, because like, yeah. it depends on the island. If we're already going with sand, it's probably tropical. Yeah. Let's what say if we're tropical. on a regular island? Like, I don't know. Well, it's no, a rock. <laughs> Nobody gets stranded on those, Justine. Let's, let's, let's keep it realistic, okay? Only on the nice Sand one. castle shelter on mm. a tropical island. Let's mm. keep it realistic. Okay, so we technically have leaves that yeah. you said that could be an issue. We have the wood or bark or something from yeah. what trees might be. They're like palm trees or something, but you're gonna have to find a way to. Could we weave some sort of tent, like from, tent? from yeah. grasses? various yeah, yeah. grasses like a, like a basket tent if grasses are available weave yourself a tent okay i mean everybody knows how to weave mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know that's that's kind of essential it'll just be a giant basket before you board a Put ship it upside down yeah it's like a basket with a door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now you need a lintel yep <laughs> it's, the lintels are key you could use them as like bedding yeah i would think yeah, absolutely. You're not sleeping absolutely. on the ground. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you got some rocks, some yeah. shells. Yeah. Maybe some sticks. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you could, once you have that woven kind of like basket shelter, that inverted basket, uh, you could, you could if you, if you, there are leaves on out there that look, mm-hmm. you know, usable, then you could you know incorporate those to add a bit of camouflage potentially but also a bit more shelter now that shelter is key mm-hmm. right so we have the the sandcastle option we also have the woven basket hut option mm-hmm. um wait is there one last thing that we could potentially make a shelter from so like what if what if those things aren't as accessible or easily done or like god forbid you don't have the skills. I mean I'm thinking Yeah. This is a bit out there. Right. 
you catch enough crabs, you build, a, like you construct some sort of a net with yeah. the leaves and whatnot. Or just catch with your hands, you know. Whatever, or you can like sh- shank them with a with a stick that you've kind of crabs aren't that fast. Yeah, you know? just grab. You them. catch enough crabs, rip their arms off, that you build a fortress of crabs. See, this I think for the person who doesn't have the architectural know-how to construct a solid sandcastle mm-hmm. or weave a basket hut, right? You need to stack crabs. Crab stacking, right? <laughs> you get some simple crab stacking. You get some mud or or some uh, if you take the the crab brains and muddle mm-hmm. them into a paste mm-hmm. and mix in the sand, it actually creates a sort of cement. Uh, that you can kind of like use as mortar between the the crab carcasses. Now you want to hollow them out, and this doubles as as actually something we'll talk about later, which is finding food, mm-hmm. right? So I think that out of all of our options, the crab shack is the best option, yeah. right? Uh, it, it covers two bases: food. You got food for a while, um, and also shelter. And crab shells, everybody knows. Uh, really good at keeping things cool because mm-hmm. the crabs mm-hmm. got to stay cool. I mean, they're pretty solid. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to really decompose much. Yeah. Um, you still would get some light in there between the crabs coming in. The crab cracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, that depends on whether or not you were able to make this mortar out of the, the crab brain and sand. Yeah. I think you could also sort of take a stick and sort of stack them on there, mm-hmm. like a shish kebab kind of thing. Absolutely. And just have them side by side. And on top, perhaps you could make your 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 netting, like you said, or the weave with the ba- with the leaves. Yeah. The basket weave. Now this is all this is all temporary housing. And yeah. You should be gonna... able to construct this within the first few hours on the island. Oh yeah, it should be. Yeah. yeah. No problem. Absolutely. And then <laughs> later on. Let's say you find a crashed airplane from the 1950s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You can you can use that as shelter if, if it's uh, able to, or at least take parts from it and construct a more, you know, uh, a more durable shelter. Or like if part of the, the the ship has washed on shore, you can salvage those those parts later on. But that's a little bit more involved, and you, that's you're gonna need tools for that. You know, we can we can get into that later. Um, but just the basics, you need that uh, that shelter, and we're, and we're voting crab shack. I think yep. is is what we would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what next thing? Food and water, which is the most important. Okay. Well, I'm gonna assume that the only fresh water you're going to get is from the rain. Uh, you're going to have to either collect it or you get your divining rod and you wander around the island trying to find water. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of us who, let's say our divining rods, which we all have, uh, are lost in the crash. Well, you should have brought with you. Your yeah, divining yeah, yeah. rod, your volleyball. Yeah, absolutely. But let's say that it's been lost in the uh, in the crash. Okay. Right? Um how does one go about creating a new divining rod? Well, I would, well, you could either find some stick that looks sort of, or I guess more like a branch, really. Yeah. 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 That looks like a regular like, run like of the a, mill. Like a Y, you know? Like a Y shaped, uh, like a regular ro- a divining rod. Yeah. Or you could, 
probably. I don't know. I think if you Look. kill enough crabs, <laughs> they're just gonna keep going with their. Well, we've ripped their arms off. Remember to, to you create can the fashion shelter. a divining rod with the claws with, of the crab. Yeah, with the crab claws. So that's another option. Now, uh, when you, not all items that look like a divining rod are going to divine. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They gotta have the specialness about Yeah, them. they've gotta have that juju, you know? Yeah, they gotta that, have that, that magic, that magic uh, right? Divining power. Power. Right? So you gotta hold it, and if it pulls you in a direction, then great, you got a divining rod. But if it's just a stick, it's just a stick. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's that's what it is. So it's gonna be a little bit trial and error. That's gonna take a little bit longer. But you're, you're right to, to go for water first. Water is the most important. If you don't have water and you become dehydrated, it's going to be harder to find food later. Plus, if you have taken our advice and constructed the crab shack, then you actually have food already. Firewood, that's easy to get. Mm-hmm. You know, should be easy to get. Uh, looking for running water. If the island is big enough to have running water, yes. that's ideal, right? Locate what? your nearest uh, waterfall. Yeah. And you, know, you need a waterfall. Yeah. Sorry. On top of that, you can bathe in it. And so. as everyone knows, every island has a waterfall on it. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just every, you every know, island of a certain size, right? Yeah. So try to assess the size of your island. If you meet the requirements size-wise, then you know that you may commence your search for mm-hmm. a waterfall. Mm-hmm. The mandatory waterfall. It's but it's by law, right? So, um, all right. So we got our our divining rod. We're looking for water. Uh, if we've de- if taken the crab option, then we've got food taken care of. Uh, I think when when wh- what's next? Do we want to start thinking about companionship now, or is companionship not? We got to wait for that one a little bit. I feel like the companionship will happen probably, okay. actually maybe in the beginning because you might need something. Yeah. To bounce ideas off of. Right. To, to ground you. To ground you when yeah. you're thinking about, you know, well, building I mean, a structure of some kind. But, uh, so, no, 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 no. to clarify, yeah. you have the volleyball with you, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there is a level of comfort from the volleyball. You can already start speaking to the volleyball right away. I think there's a misconception that you need to spend a lot of time on the island before you start speaking to inanimate objects. But I don't think that's true. I think that you should just nip that one in the bud mm-hmm. and get that started immediately because, because like you said bouncing ideas it's going to make it easier mm-hmm. to construct your crab shack mm-hmm. to make your divining mm-hmm. rod to find your water you find your water you have somebody to celebrate with yep. start talking to this, the ball the su- immediately in fact maybe you should just talk to the volley- the volleyball outside of this situation to fully prepare it for the time that it may be called upon to yeah. to assist you and, practice and you know it, it takes a, a pretty significant amount of time for it to be imbued with sentience absolutely and any kind of you know uh personhood that may uh you may need while you're in there now once once you have all of your necessities sorted clothing is also Mm -hmm. important uh you could you could weave that you could uh if there is a wild fair on the uh, mm-hmm. on the island mm-hmm. uh, you could you could construct a, a weapon mm-hmm. uh, a simple uh, club mm-hmm. uh, you grab some coconuts you grab some you grab a stick mm-hmm. you grab a you know some vines mm-hmm. and you make yourself like a hammer like club mm-hmm. right and and you or a mace you know and you can take that around you just start hitting pigs hitting hit a wild pig in the head with a uh well actually go for the legs because they have weak legs 
Yep. And and then you can, if you sharpen the other end of the of the club, now be careful, you don't want to hurt yourself because there aren't any doctors on the island. Mm-hmm. Certainly, there aren't any puppet proctologists. So that's going to be a concern later when you start adding to the volleyball. Of course. Um, however, <laughs> uh, kill the pig, mm-hmm. wear its skin. Yep. Yep. Best part is if you wear the skin right away, it'll still be warm. So if you have those cold nights, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kill the pig. It'll be in the like dark. a Star Wars tauntaun situation. Yeah, you thought they smelled bad on the outside, <laughs> and and then you can wear the wear the skin yep. or uh, use the skin on the crab shack. Yep. You know, it helps to neutralize a bit of the fish smell with the pig smell. You can also uh, dehydrate it a bit in the sun. The skin or the pig. The skin. Mm. And you can create a bedding out of it. That's true. Or some sort of coverage yes. that you could carry around with you, like some yeah. sort of pigskin hat. Right. Or umbrella. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I like the pigskin umbrella. Shade is important. And mm-hmm. you don't always want to be in the crab shack. Right? Ideally, you could also use the skull as a type of mask. That's true. That's true. To protect true. you as well. To protect you and from to, falling coconuts too, I would say as yeah, a helmet. It's, it's almost like a helmet, right? Yeah. Or you could construct a helmet from various pig skulls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that that works also. Yeah. Uh, wild chickens also a possibility. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep an eye out for those. Beware of snakes. Mm-hmm. Danger noodles. Yeah. We don't want. Danger noodles. We don't want you getting bit by the snakes. Beware of snake ditches. Yeah. You don't want to fall in a snake ditch. Because then you're you're done. Yeah. They're not the same as a snake pit. No. They are a snake ditch. Yeah. A little bit easier to get out of yeah. than a snake pit. Mm-hmm. But the thing about the ditch is that it's easier to like roll in. Yeah. You know, it's a and it's, easier, it's a slippery therefore slope. easier for the snakes to get in there. It's a slippery slope, you know, it's in a slippery, the snake ditch. Yeah, it's a it's slippery ditch. Yeah, it is a slippery ditch. Uh, full of snakes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. beware of those when you're hunting for your pigs and chickens. Uh, chickens, good. You can take them into captivity. You can uh, create a little pen for them with the pig bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got uh, you got eggs. You got eggs, fresh eggs. You can cook them on rocks. You yep. got fire. You, know? you just need some sun because really co- eggs cook pretty quickly. Survival's easy if you have the right tools and know-how. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's why. And, like, you know, fall, come upon the right island. Look at the person to your <laughs> left. Look at the person to your right. They're not that smart. Right. And yet we're here. And yet we're here. <laughs> and yet we're Survival here. is not difficult. Clearly, if it was, we'd all be dead. Right. So we figured it out. Yeah. So you got your crab shag. You might have upgraded by this point now to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. something else. You, uh, you might have had an opportunity to. Uh, to upgrade um so you want to start adding to your volleyball at this point um now there are lots of uh stones uh and and fruits that you can mash into pigments and these pigments are going to allow you to create certain effects like lipstick um eyes uh the 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 give the the volleyball more of the tones of of human flesh mm-hmm. if it doesn't have them already um now you could cut the middleman and uh, sorry, middle person, and do this early on. 
you know, like before, before a disaster even happens. Like if you have a volleyball at home, keep your travel volleyball. You can get flesh tone ones for sure. Cause then it's already done. You can get ones that already have faces on them, but there is something to be said for the vital bonding that happens with the volleyball when you create its identity on the Island. Yes. Right. So that's kind of like an important part of the, the grieving uh, process for grieving, you know, like your, your, uh, isolation from the rest of humanity, but also the acceptance of your new fate with your volleyball companion. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, that's important as well. Um, and once you have, I mean, pig fur, if you can find a long haired pig, that's ideal. Cause then you can give it a bit more realistic hair. Uh, by this time, your own hair might've grown out. You can cut <laughs> that off and actually, yes, that's uh, true. You, know, you like, can give a facial hair. You can give it a full head of hair. Absolutely. And that's going to add to the realism. The, yeah. 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 Uh, and then you want to start thinking about entertainment, you know, mm-hmm. uh, games, you know, you can't use the volleyball for games because now it's your friend, your only friend, possibly your love interest. So, so you're going to have to get creative. Yeah. Uh, use the tools that you have. Yep. Maybe you'll just have to, you know, find more crabs. Yeah. Uh, throwing pigs into the snake pit is only entertaining for so long. Yeah. The snake ditch. The snake Sorry. ditch. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pit would be more rare. Mm-hmm. If there is a snake pit, then, you know, you have an interesting island and there, maybe there's some opportunities for, for some other stuff there. But most of the time, it's just going to be a ditch. So, you know, kind of like rolling a hog into the snake ditch. <laughs> you know, you might get some laughs out of that at first. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a little cruel. Uh, it's definitely not our taste. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ideally, you create some sort of like single player, you know, uh, like coconut Tetris or something. You could conceivably train the pigs to perform a kind of circus act for you you could train the pigs to steal the chickens eggs and Mm -hmm. then create a slingshot where you fire the chickens at the fortresses of the pigs to retrieve the eggs that they stole yeah 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 that's a totally uh unique idea it's never been done before Mm -hmm. yeah yeah we call it uh frustrated chickens (laughs) frustrated Frustrated uh, avian beings. <laughs> avian beings. Yeah. We're not sure if they're true. Yeah. There you go. There's all kinds of things you can do. Yeah. Really. Like, Get creative. You'll, you'll you know? figure it out. You'll, you'll figure it out. You could, you know, just throw snakes into the wind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way. The of, old of... hoop and snake. Oh, yeah. You know, you make a hoop. Yeah. Out of your found materials. Yeah. And you throw, you try to throw the snakes through the hoop at the same time. Yeah. Like you're throwing the hoop, you're yeah. throwing the snake. Yeah. Or you hang the hoops up and you just throw them and do some targeting. That's that's how you practice hoop and snake, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, you like toss the hoop in the air. One hand, your off hand usually tosses the hoop into the air, and then your your dominant hand, because you want to make sure that the snake's not biting you. Mm-hmm. You whip the snake through the hoop, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, and then be careful where you throw the snake because you don't want to to forget about it. You want to make sure that you find it later. Um, There's also, you can dig holes into the ground. This is Mm -hmm. how snake pits can start, actually, if you're not careful. But uh, you can dig holes into the ground, fashion a little flag for each one, and then Mm -hmm. just throw snakes into the holes. It's kind of like snake golf, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So so that's a possibility as well uh, as potential entertainment. Um, Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot that you can do. And and really just get creative. Put your whole self into it. You know, 
just uh, put all of your your energy and your enthusiasm that you used to put into life uh, into trying to entertain yourself for a year on an island. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised with the with the interesting and innovative ideas that you come up with. Yeah. The important thing to remember is that we believe in you and your volleyball. Your volleyball believes in you. And your volleyball believes in you. Absolutely essential. Just make sure that you wear gloves when you use the volleyball. <laughs> I hope that answers your question, whoever submitted that. I hope that answers your question. Uh, that's our show. Remember that you can listen to all of our past episodes on your favorite podcasting service or by heading over to podfixnetwork.wordpress.com where you can find Weird With You along with a bunch of other awesome shows from the Podfix Network. And remember, if we aren't on your favorite podcasting service, let us know because we want to be everywhere that you hear our voice. Even if you're on a desert island and you're stranded, you should be able to fashion a coconut radio that is able to Mm -hmm. receive the transmissions of Weird With You. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and the Apple Podcasts app. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash weirdwithyou and on Instagram and Twitter at weird underscore with you, where you can leave your own weird topic for the show and we will add it to the random topic generator uh, until the show comes to a close, which we announced last week is going to be happening yes. uh, sometime in April, I believe. We're not, the dates are fuzzy. We'll figure it out as we go. Yes. It, it will be coming to a close. There will be some sort of festivity uh, involved. Festivity. I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Once again, I'm Santiago. And I'm Justine. Thanks for being weird with us. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.